And that's a bit of an early song in Michelle Wright's career. It's called New Kind of Love, and we'll hear it in its entirety here on the show. And, man, I get to speak with Canadian Country Music Hall of Famer Michelle Wright. Uh, in fact, I've done it in the past. I've lost track, but it's about eight or nine times over the last 10 or 11 years. So she has been probably the most frequent guest, and it's always a joy to have her here. Um, not only are we going to play New Kind of Love, I have three other tracks from other times in her career, uh, big songs for her to play, and we'll get the stories behind those songs. And we'll get into uh, other great aspects of Michelle Wright's career. It's going to be a very enjoyable conversation. My pleasure now to welcome to the show Michelle Wright. How are you, Michelle? Good day, Dave. I'm I'm doing very well. I guess under under all the circumstances that we find ourselves in in the, in this day and age, I'm not exactly sure when this is going to air, but uh, you know, we've uh, we're all facing some challenges, but uh, uh I'm so glad that you and I are just going to tune it out for a little bit and just talk about music. Absolutely. We're going to kind of uh yeah, let the music Take us away for a bit, and those listening will have that same experience. Um, of course, we're dealing with so much now in the world with COVID-19. Um, and in Nashville, where you live, uh, prior yeah. to that, you just got through your whole, the whole town of Nashville got through uh, a tornado. Yes, my dear. And you know, the uh, truth is, in our household, uh, we were uh, completely unaffected by the tornado, and uh, certainly as we continue to to isolate, you know, we are are not affected at all uh, that we can tell by the virus. So on one hand, you know, uh, we are sort of not being affected by this, but on the other hand, because we are seeing friends and and people that we love and care about uh, who have Mm -hmm. been affected both by the tornado and, uh, you know, artists that are losing gigs and and, and all that kind of stuff, you know, it is, it's, there's no doubt that I remain positive, you know, but, uh, you know, I'm thankful that I'm not having to face the fact that I don't have enough money to pay the mortgage next, next month. I mean, it doesn't mean we Mm -hmm. can go on like this, you know, forever and ever, uh, but, uh, or for, you know, we we can, we can hang on for two or three months here, but if it goes much further than that, we, we, we would be in trouble too. So needless to say, yes, Dave, we are, uh, you know, uh, certainly the tornado caused a, a, a sadness in our hearts for our friends. And then now uh, now my husband, if I may say, he, he does trade shows with his business. And, uh, you know, he's had several cancellations. But I'll tell you what about my husband that's amazing. I love the fact that he, we, I guess we're just frugal people or something because <laughs> he doesn't drive a new truck or a new car. Or a, he's always worked very, very hard and been very frugal. And really because of him and his business and certainly, you know, my contribution to the household, we're going to be just fine. But he's had several shows cancel and, it, and it's concerning, you know. So we're mm-hmm. staying as positive as we can but without being sort of Pollyanna about it, you know, because there are people that are really, really going to be hurt by this and, and and I am going to be to some degree and he is going to be to some degree. So we're hopeful that this will turn around. Absolutely. And there are a lot of artists out there who are doing live streams um, more than ever, of course. Uh, this is their chance to share their music. And in a lot of cases, they're putting virtual tip jars or you know e-transfers, PayPal, and uh, I'm trying to contribute as much as I can to the independent yeah. artists who would otherwise yeah. be out at shows making money, right? So I'm trying to watch yes. and encourage and you know leave a little bit of a cover charge. So that's how the country you know, music community and other music communities are trying to do something about it. And you know, if I can say, you know, those artists are sincerely and genuinely reaching out you know they're they're not trying to gouge they're they're seriously saying hey folks uh we really need some support here so mm-hmm. I, I hope that they find that they that they do get that absolutely uh michelle before we sort of dive into the past uh, i went to facebook to get some questions from from fans and people that uh, in a few cases you'll know. Don Graham, our buddy Don, had a question for you. We, all, we know Don. You and I do. We love Many him. know and love him. What a great guy. Yes. He's a great guy. He is so supportive. Uh, a great artist himself, great songwriter. Yes. 
Oh, yeah. sorry. I was just going to say, if I may say, also yeah. quite an inspiration, you know. That guy gets, he, he he's out there still doing what he loves to do. And, and I just, I really admire him for his continued uh, motivation to, to continue to find ways to do what he does. You know, it, it, I find him to be inspiring as, as well. Definitely. He is, uh, he is that. He's going strong. And I've had him out to some of my songwriter series at the Moonshine Cafe at least twice so far uh, over the last year. And he is a great singer-songwriter and very funny. So he brings a lot of humor to his performance. Awesome. Great. So he wanted to ask you, uh, Michelle, if you're working on a new record. You know, I'm. I've got some really. Actually, I had to cancel two demo sessions this week. I was. I, I was going to demo a new song today that I just love. It says, "There's a lot of what ifs I can live with, but not what if I never met you." Wow. I am crazy about that song. That I was is great. To demo that today, and then I have another song that was going to be demoed tomorrow. Uh, that I wrote with, which I love, a, a, a young guy named Tony Zabitson. And what I love about Tony Zabitson is that he is the son of Russ Zabitson, who pitched me Take It Like a Man. So there's sort of this beautiful full circle moment going on, and I'm writing songs wow. with his son, who is so... His son has this really beautiful voice, unlike any voice I've, I've really heard, you know, so... My dear, to answer Dawn's question, I'm busy writing, but we had to cancel those demo sessions because of, uh, of the circumstances, uh, the situation we find ourselves in, of course. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. I'm busy writing and busy uh, demoing and trying to decide. I'll tell you, I don't think I'm ever going to make an album again because I'm an independent artist. And the cost of making a whole album is pretty pretty you know, steep, you know. It's not, and then promoting it. So I love the idea, because I'm an independent artist, that I can just make singles. It's, it's kind of working mm-hmm. in our favor on one hand now. You know, I mean, the music business has changed so much that there's, there's a real yin and a yang, and there's pros and there's cons. But if you're an independent artist, to make a full album is a pretty big financial undertaking, you know? But the fact that we can still go into the studio, do a single, release it to the audience and release it to the public and share our excitement and share new music, I, I think it's kind of a, for me right now, I'm really thankful for that opportunity. Let's turn back to uh, Facebook. Got another question here from Lisa Sampson. First of all, she wanted me to tell you she says hi. Uh, she's got a great question here. If uh, Michelle, if you could have a music festival in your backyard, might be a little tricky, but which artists would you have there to perform? Artists or artists? Yeah, artists, plural. plural. So who would plural. you invite to your music festival? Well, I would definitely have Tennille, our little new Tennille, that gal yes. kicking butt right now. I, 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 I saw Tennille when she was 16 years old and uh, thought, oh, this is very interesting. And I've written some wonderful songs with her. And, and, and just, you know, you know someone's really gifted and, and, and you just know it. And I think so many of us who have seen her know it. And it's so awesome to see this woman with the, the soul of, a, of an angel out there just doing as well as she's doing. I would love to have her. Um, I'd love to have Miranda Lambert. I'm such a big fan. I would absolutely have my best friend, Patricia Conroy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it's hot. And I'm, of course, I, I can, I'm in love with Keith Urban, so I would have him. And uh, there's a new guy, right? That, uh, well, and I also also love Brothers Landris. They're a, they're yes. a duo. Yeah, I love those guys. They're incredible. I mean, it's mm-hmm. so, you know, there's a lot of people that come to my mind, and, and that's just the name of... now. And then there's a new guy on scene, and his name is Don, and I don't... It's not Romeo. Don Aromi. Do you know who he's... Amaro. With, I love Don him. Amaro. Yeah, he's he is great. so good. I think that guy's yeah. got such... And then there's another kid. His first name is Steven. And then he wrote uh, um, uh, 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 "Blue Looks Good." Blue Looks Good on You. He's one of our yes. Canadian. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, Stephen um, um, Lee Olson. Canada does have some really great talent right now. You know, I mean, I mean, we've always had, I think, we've always had great talent, but there is just something I think going on right now that has, I've seen it probably in the last five years or so, where it just seems to me that that talent pool is is getting pretty deep. And, and it's challenging, of course, because there's only, you know, our population is a smaller population and what have you. But again, for those artists, good good thing for their, 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 the ability now to expose themselves to the international market like we can through social media and what have you. But there's a lot of really, I don't know if I've seen it this steep in, or this deep in, in, in ever. So I concur with yeah. you, Dave. yeah we are lucky uh with uh, live shows uh and of course radio hearing all these great artists um speaking of radio back in the day new kind of love was all over country radio uh it's one of the uh, four tracks we're going to focus on for you michelle and tell me about new kind of love well that was my very first single that i released after i signed my record deal with aris to nashville and uh needless to say what a incredible time that was for me just just really unbelievable you know canadian female canadian singers just didn't get record deals in nashville at that time or you know a couple did get a deal and then it just didn't didn't happen you know and they're friends of mine actually and i i feel for them you know but I was fortunate enough to get that deal and to then be able to release that song. And uh, it was written by Rick Giles and Steve Bogard, and uh, they produced the, all of that music early on in my career. That uh, that uh, you know that was so helpful for me to be able to to have the kind of career that I have today. So I love the song. My first single release on Arista Records, and I I, I just cherish it. Let's check it out now. This is Michelle Wright, New Kind of Love on In the Country.
And that is my guest, Michelle Wright, who was inducted into the Canadian Country Music Hall of Fame back in 2011. And her song, New Kind of Love, taking us back in time. And I was a big country fan back in those days. I was back probably when I was in my early teens or earlier than that. I was always listening to country radio on the house I was growing up. And so I remember that song coming out on the radio and the video on CMT back in the day. 1990, yes, my dear, 1990. So wow. how many years ago? Wait, that's 30 years ago. About 30, hard to believe. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's amazing. Hard to believe. Yeah. It doesn't seem that long ago, but I, I remember listening. I've told you this on the show before because you've been on here at least seven or eight times, somewhere in that uh, range. And I remember when Cliff Dumas on 820 Cham because that's the station I would listen to, along with 640 CFGM, back around 1990 or earlier and earlier. Um, and I remember he started to talk about this artist named Michelle Wright, and that was kind of the first introduction. And then the song started coming out. Yes, dear. Well, 820 Chan and Cliff Dumas and all the, the folks there were very... When I, I would come through town and play the Gladstone Tavern, and they would bring me in, uh, you know, at noon hour or whatever to play my, my cover tunes, my play Merle Haggard and, you know, Emmy Lou Harris and what have you, just to help me promote the show. And so back in the day, they used to do things like that. And uh, and Cliff and the gang were so supportive of me. So it was very exciting mm-hmm. times for, for me, for sure. Did you have challenges, Michelle, in your career early on? And I've asked this question recently to artists. Um Something you had to overcome. I mean, it could be something about stage presence. It could be writing songs. But anything that you had to work at in your career uh, to to get to the other side of it? Well, my dear, you know, I spent nine years in the club six nights a week before I got my record deal. You know, I was was 30 years old before I got, I'm like 29 maybe before I got my record deal. So there was, you know, almost a decade of, playing clubs six nights a week and, and, and just mm-hmm. trying to keep, you know, there were no, the, the overnights and, you know, it was a very, very different time. It was almost like the record deals weren't offered to artists in country music until you'd had some time under your belt and spent some years out there on the road and developed a style or a point of view or had some experience because country music was so much about, you know, now, that's not to say, though, that when I was 22 and 23 that I wasn't having some life experiences because I was, you know. I was <laughs> dealing with all the things that people deal with and love and life and heartbreak and trying to find yourself and, and sorting it all out. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 there's no doubt that it's, it, it's all those things. It's like, you know, being able to overcome those circumstances out there on the road when the truck breaks down and the drummer just quit and the bar that you're playing in is just rat infested and you know you got to <laughs> overcome that I mean I'm not kidding yeah. right you got to overcome that okay. and then you got to deal with rejection you know you got you got to be able to you just got to overcome those things now you know if if 20 years later you're maybe still dealing with those same issues, perhaps you might have to have a, take another look at, at, at how you can, you know, be musical or be on the stage or, or share music. But if you're pursuing a record deal and songs on the radio, you're going to have to overcome a lot of things. You're just going to have to be really persistent. I don't know what the kids are having to overcome today, really, because I don't know that there's that club scene and that, working through, you know, nobody being in the audience and, 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 and not having enough money to get to the next gig and, and all of and, and mm-hmm. on and on, you know. Uh, but I think the biggest things that I had to overcome, you know, let me just perhaps say this. Besides having to just stare down those kinds of situations and say, you won't defeat me, I just, I never allowed that kind of stuff to get in the way. I don't know why I was so naive and so bold and so (laughs) brazen. I had no idea why I was just like, nope, this is not going to stop me from keeping on going, you know, because that's what you just got to do until all the doors are closed. 
keep uh, moving forward, keep persisting, and, and just stay strong, yeah. right? And not you let all to. the uh, stuff get in the way and knock you down. Cause it, cause it, because there, there will be those sleepless nights and those really down times and all of that, you know. But you do have to keep going until mm-hmm. perhaps there isn't another crack of a door there. And sometimes you've got to face that reality, you know. But until that time comes, I always tell young artists, you know, you've got to give yourself a good solid 10 years. You know, you get started around 20 and give yourself your 30 or 15, you know, and that depends again on mm-hmm. what you want your life to look like. If you're a woman, that can be a bit daunting because what if you want to get married and what if you want to have children? And what? Now, quite frankly, I sacrificed all of that and thankfully, you know, married my darling at 40 and we, we, we did try to have children, but at that age, it's, it's challenging. So there, there's sacrifices to be made, you know, but I really wouldn't change anything. So you got to just, you know, take the punches and get up and pull up your drawers and keep going, you know? <laughs> 100%. That's the way to do it. Uh, let's head back to Facebook here. We've got a question from Anna Wood, who is a huge country music fan, gets out to all the shows. Uh, she had a few questions. I'll, I'll pick one of them. Uh, she asked, Michelle, if you could sing with any country singer, um, and record that for an album or, or a single or just to record it, who would that be? I, I'm going to guess Keith Urban might be one of your choices. Well, now, that, <laughs> now and you're absolutely right because I'm, again, a total fan. <laughs> now, but I wonder if it's, uh, if, if it's someone who's not with us anymore. It would be Merle Haggard, hands down, you know. Nice. Uh, but uh, I, I'm, I'm, very, I'm quite interested in that Donna Amaro's, and he's going to like. Yeah. Listen, I might. He's going. He's going to be like. I might consider you, Michelle, if you just get my name right. Because <laughs> I was listening <laughs> to him, and I thought that guy's kind of got that little soul R and B edge to him, which is yes. a real important part of my music as well. I would certainly like to maybe hang out with him and see if we could come up with something. That is so cool. I love that. Uh, of course, he's from Manitoba. Um, I had him out in Toronto to uh, a, a songwriting thing I put on at Hughes Room Live called Storytellers, and he was one of the, the uh, eight artists who was there. Uh, he's so great, and he had the song on the radio, Music Lover, and he's had some other stuff. But you're right, he's got that soulful in him as well as the country. Well, you know, I think perhaps, Dave, it was during that event that I saw a, 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 what he, a, a recording, a, you know, a live uh, recording of him on Facebook, and I was just like, because I had just right. been at a party with him at Tay Bay's place, and he was just telling me about what was going on. You know, I was just like, oh, good luck, good luck. And then I, <laughs> I, I saw that posting on on uh, Facebook, and I do believe it was at your songwriter event, and I was like, damn, okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the voice and uh, the stage yeah. presence. Um, Let's turn to another one of your songs here, Michelle, and we'll get the story behind it. This was a huge hit, of course, at the time. He would be 16, but not Mm. just played all over radio, but it also had obviously a message to it um, and a a storyline to it that was quite intriguing. Tell me about the song, and was there any resistance to the song at the time? Well, there was huge resistance, not only at radio, but from me as well. I, uh, you know, I was you know, I was that girl jumping off of drum rises and running out into the audience. And, you know, people were saying the female Garth Brooks and I, because I was very athletic and hyperactive and just loved my high energy show. And I just, that's just, I love doing that. And, uh, and, and my manager, Brian Ferryman at the time, my, my long term manager who, who we just lost here a year ago. And I just loved him so much and so thankful for, all the time we spent together, you know, sharing this wonderful journey of my career. You know, he called me up and he said, he, he, at that time, you know, he had to hear songs on cassette. You know, there was no way that he could send it to me or whatever. You know, he's at the office in Toronto. <laughs> and he said, come yep. to the office. I've, I've got, you know, uh, Rick and Steve sent a, an amazing song to me. I can't wait for you to hear this. And so I was so excited, and I drove out, because I was living in Toronto at the time, and I, he was in Mississauga, actually, and I got out to his office in Mississauga and sat down, and he, he played me, he would be 16, and I was just, looked at him like, what in the world, you know, 
what in the world are you thinking that I'm going to I've never been pregnant. I've never had to make the, the difficult decisions of, of adoption. And I just was kind of stunned by it. And and they were kind of stunned that I was not responding to it. And I was like, well, I come from a point of view that is my life. I like to sing songs mm-hmm. about my life. And uh, But I was touched by the song, no doubt. And so I said, okay, guys, well, I'm sorry I didn't respond the way you thought, but I'm just really not sure that this is kind of the direction that I want to take right now. I'm kind of ready to keep rocking the house a bit. But what I chose to do was I chose to bring the song, you know, I chose to bring the song out live. I said, let me bring it out live and test it a bit with the audience to see if if this is even a subject matter that they want to uh, hear at a concert. Because often we go to concerts Mm -hmm. to maybe escape a little bit, you know, uh, our choices or reality or or whatever that might be. And uh, my gosh, Dave, when I played that song live, I'm actually welling up. I'm getting emotional right now thinking about it. The response was it was just unlike anything I've ever experienced. You know, afterwards when I would go to the autograph table to sign, someone would whisper in my ear, you know, and I'm 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 a, I'm an adopted daughter and or I gave oh up my, my son, you know, to, oh my God, I mean, one, one, wow. one lady, came, listen to her, one lady came to me and she said, I just told my husband under the bleachers that I gave up a son. I'm not kidding, Dave. I'm just getting goosebumps. She came to my autograph table and said, I just told my husband under the bleachers over there that I gave up a son. That's what he would be 16, oh. cause people to do. Very, very powerful. And and so, and, 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 and you know, I also knew that I had to be tough to put that song out. I had to be strong enough to go, I know this is unusual, but based on my experience playing this for audiences, this is something people want to hear. It's something people relate to. And so... I made the decision to record it, and uh, Country Song, of the, it, it was one of those songs that changed my career. And to this day, I get letters from people, I get texts from people, or, or, or Facebook posts from people. I get mm-hmm. messages from people saying, I'll never forget the first time I heard he would be 16. Yeah. Pretty amazing to have a song have that effect. Yeah. Um, and one that at first you weren't sure about, and then you tested the waters with it, and it had yeah. a huge impact. Yeah. Amazing. Well, let's hear the song now. Uh, we'll head back in time with Michelle Wright. He would be 16 on In the Country. She gets in October Friday night Home from work down 31 Past Franklin Heights She can see the stadium lights She can hear the band A thousand crazy high school Screaming in the stands Quarterback and homecoming queen Love too young to know what it means She goes back in time, oh, in her mind It's like a dream He would be sixty. Son, she never knew. It hurts so much to give him up. What else could she do? He would be sixteen. A child should have. She knows her folks were right She never heard 
heard the couple's name Just that very nice She wonders if he's tall Then his father was Does he drive a car by now? Has he been in love? Shakes back to reality. She knows things turn out the way they should be, but she just can't help but ask herself Does he know about me? He would be 16. Son, she never Hurt so much to give him up. What else could she do? He would be sixteen. She never even got to hold him on nights like this. It hurts to miss some she's never seen. And that is my guest from Merlin, Ontario, Michelle Wright. He would be 16, uh, one of her big hits from back in the day, and we still love that song and just all the meaning behind it and the emotion in that song. Um, I wanted to ask you, Michelle, about role models, because a lot of female artists these days, of course, grew up listening to your music, so you're a role model to them as a person and as an artist. Who were the, uh, on the female side of things as you were growing up that you looked up to? Well, Emmy Lou Harris was definitely one of those. Um, Chani Wynette and Loretta Lynn. I, I mean, even to this day, when I uh, listen back to anything that Tammy Wynette or Loretta Lynn did, and when you think about, and, and Tammy wrote a lot of that stuff, Loretta wrote a lot of that stuff, Emmy Lou Harris, those three artists were really, well, then Tanya Tucker and Reba McIntyre, um, those were, you know, those were some, and, and, and Gladys Knight, she was, you know, and Karen Carpenter, and I actually mm-hmm. started out playing the drums, and, and Karen Carpenter was certainly the, the inspiration to that. You know, I mean, it, it kind of happened by happenstance that someone, my mother played bass and my brother played guitar, well, my mom had a band, though, and so my brother started playing guitar, and they had, we had a garage full of musical equipment, and so my brother and I would go out there, and, and mom would come and join us just to encourage us, and she played bass, and I'd be singing, and my brother would be playing the guitar, and they looked at me and went, well, someone needs to play the drums, and I was like, well, I'll do that, and I was tw- 12 years old, you know. But uh, but I've oh learned God. how to play, you know. So those those girls are certainly and 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 you know Shania Twain is someone who really inspires me. I think she's just a remarkable. What you know the way she held herself during all those years of fame. She was just so awesome, mm-hmm. and and how she's just kind of continued to hold her head up high and and uh, I just I just like how she's maturing and and and. Uh, and facing the vocal challenges that she's had to overcome. And she really inspires me today. I remember seeing you play the drums only once, but uh, I believe it was during the Halls of Fame. I might have the name wrong at the moment because I'm doing no, it from memory. But the show yeah, you did, yeah. yeah, where you did yeah. the tribute to all the artists that you love who are in all the great Hall of Fames, Halls of Fame. Um, yeah. And you did drums on one song. Can't remember what song, yeah. whether it was Summer '69. But anyway, you were great. I it was Honky Tonk Woman. Da-da-da-da. Oh, there we Da-da-da. go. Yeah, because oh, it has cowbell in it. it you know, it, someone had to play the cowbell, and it might as well be me <laughs> behind the drum. Let's let's, let's, let's kill two two birds with one stone. <laughs> <laughs> 
pretty amazing. And that tour, speaking of it, uh, the drums were the drum work you did was amazing and quite surprising to me. But that whole show was great because you got to do a tribute to all the artists that uh, you grew mm-hmm. up and were inspired by, not just from the country world, but from, of course, Motown. Yeah, dear. That was such a wonderful tour for us. And my, my agent at the time, Nick Minema, he had the idea, yeah. and Nick is a big part of our Canadian country music world, and he had the idea. He was like, well, we, we want to put a tour out while, while Michelle is celebrating her Hall of Fame, uh, you know, induction, and what could we do, you know? And I don't, I, I, I don't quite remember how it all came around to be what it, what it would be. It certainly was a group effort, I must tell you. But somehow or another, we got around to this idea that we would do my songs as a Hall of Fame artist and songs by other artists who have been in the Hall, who, who inspired me, who are also Hall of Fame members. It was so much fun. From you know, Joni Mitchell mm-hmm. to Brian Adams to, to, to Aretha to, you know, Oh my gosh! I mean, yep. it was so Stevie Wonder and uh, Merle Haggard and uh, uh, Ian Tyson it's of course, and Ann Murray and yeah, yep. we it was one of my most and 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 as a matter of fact, I'm I'm looking at kind of adding some of that back into my show because I want to share the, the the music that I grew up on and the music that inspired me and so we're we're kind of putting together you know the the show for that's got some festival dates coming up and some, uh, oh, as I continue to, to work theaters and do this and that and the other, I uh, I, I want to add a little bit of that back in there, a segment of, of some sort that mm. uh, that celebrates Merle and, and maybe some Aretha and, uh, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, who knows? I haven't decided yet, but I'm looking forward to kind of bringing a, a little bit more of that maybe back into my show as well. It's a great idea. Uh, turning to Facebook for a moment, uh, Trudy Bustard, if I have her last name correct, um, wanted to know about when you're returning to the shores of Lake Huron. Um, who's, who's your favorite cousin? So I'm assuming maybe Trudy is your cousin. Yeah. And then she asked how you how your mom's doing. Trudy is my cousin. She is the she is nice. the daughter of my mother's uh, uh, sister Barbara, who's passed on and. I love my Trudy. She's just my, well, I've got these, I've, 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 such a wonderful family. Thank, so thankful, by the way. Because you know what? My mother and her mother were very, had, had, had difficult childhoods. And they had children at young age, you know, escaping a little bit, of, uh, escaping difficult home lives. Mm-hmm. Ended up having children. My My mother had my brother when she was 16. And had me when she was 17. My Auntie Barb had Cousin Debbie probably when she was about 16 or 17 as well. And these women were very, very strong women. And uh, Cousin Trudy and I and the girls and the family, we all kind of grew up together, you know. And uh, so, uh, and I'm so proud of her. She's uh, she's succeeded in business in ways that, that the whole family is so very proud of her. And uh, and a couple of summers ago, they have a beautiful home uh, out there in uh, in Ontario in the Muskokas, and uh, mm. we had my birthday there. And they hosted myself and my brother and my sister and my mother, and uh, wow. and we enjoyed the, the the beautiful home and barbecues, and we went on the beach, and and it was a really beautiful memory that it, we finally in our busy lives, you know took some time to kind of hunker down together and we we did it at cousin trudy and and her lovely husband ian's home and so uh, uh trudy oh, i'm ready nice. anytime but we've got to, you know Dave, it's so hard sometimes right to to make that time to just like you know it is just do it and and by golly we did and it's one of my most cherished memories now you mentioned the word strong in terms of women uh a few moments ago and that's going to lead us uh very uh, fluidly, uh, very appropriately, I should say, into your song, Strong, from a few years ago. Um, This came later on in your career, and it's such a great song. The video to it matches uh, all about strong women in many different fields and areas of life. Tell me about the song, Strong. Well, I just, you know, it it really, it, it, it was inspired by Nicola Goddard uh, after I'd spent you know, went to Afghanistan, had the privilege to go there and uh, uh, perform with other great 
uh, Canadian artists like the Wilkinsons and um, Julian Austin and uh, Diane Chase and uh, uh, Richard Wood, who's a wonderful fiddle player and uh, just a magnificent band. Um, we had the privilege of going together and having a once-in-a-lifetime experience uh, from so many points of view that I, I can't go into that, of course, right now. But um, to be able to share that time with our soldiers and to be able to learn a little bit about what they're dealing with day to day. And then while we were there, uh, our first Canadian captain, Captain, captain Nicola Goddard, uh, lost her life in combat. And, uh, and we were invited, uh, which is a rarity, as civilians uh, to her ramp ceremony, you know, to, to where they, when they took her home sent her home to her family. Dave, since then, you know, uh, I, I read this beautiful book that was written about her life. What an amazing woman. And to become a captain, to become a, in, in the military, you know, this, she, she just had that, 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 mm-hmm. that ability and that desire to, 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 to fight for her country, you know. And then since then, I've, I've, I've spent t- time around the kitchen table with her parents. In Prince Edward Island, we sh- we oh, shared wow. a meal together. Yes, dear, and I've I've gone, I've, I've I've participated in them uh, years ago. This is something that's so cool about her parents. Uh, uh, Captain Nicola Goddard was born in Papua New Guinea, and her parents in the 70s they were there trying to help these tribal people develop uh, um, uh, uh, solar energy for their for their communities. So that when people needed help, surgery, literally, they could have some lights if they needed like mm-hmm. care. What her parent, her parents were sort of these really innovative kind of hippie kind of, you know, gonna we're gonna change the world kind of people. And so I'm not surprised that she became a captain. Well, since then, her parents have continued to uh, fund in any way that they can. Papua New Guinea and the tribes there and the things that they need uh, to continue to, oh, uh, progress yet not completely, you know, uh, become a, you know, a big city or anything, you know. So it's quite amazing to watch how her parents have continued to reach out and support uh, Papua New Guinea where, where Nicola Goddard was born. And there's this beautiful picture of her. Of course, she's completely white because she's a white child, and the tribes are completely dark-skinned, and they used to call her the ghost child. And there's this beautiful picture of them holding her up with their hands when she was born. This most beautiful white little baby in and amongst these these the, these beautiful tribal people, and so mm-hmm. uh, that those stories inspired me. You know, they, they 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 put a mark on your heart, a mark on your mind when you learn things yeah. about people like that. And so she was the inspiration. You know, strong as steel, forged in the fire, fighting through the scared and the tired, till, till all the weak is gone. She's strong. And, of course, Mm -hmm. my mother comes to my mind, you know. And that woman that whispered in my ear when I played he would be 16, I just told my husband that I gave up a child. You know, all those little Mm -hmm. stories are part of that song and why it was written the way it was. It is such a great song and great to know the deeper meaning behind it. Uh, so inspiring, and I'll encourage our listeners to check out the video on YouTube for Strong. But right now, let's listen to it. This is Michelle Wright with Strong on In the Country. Megan's just a wallflower pushing through the halls with Nobody knows her name Sometimes high school feels like a minefield Just trying to get through the day She's an easy target for small minds They don't know that inside She's strong Tips 
Then looks in on her kids, makes sure they get their homework done. Gonna go to college, she'll work as many jobs as it takes for her daughter and son. Some nights she feels defeated, but don't mistake that for weakness. And that is my guest, Michelle Wright, with her recent single and video, Strong. Uh, and we're looking forward to more new music from her on the way, uh, hopefully very soon. Uh, we've got one more song to play in just a bit, Michelle. Uh, tell me about Nashville for you. When you know, Take us back to when uh, you moved from Ontario to Nashville. and what uh, Was it a learning curve at all or an adjustment? Well, it was magical as you can imagine no doubt about it you know Tim Dubois when I signed you know to Eros to Records with Tim Dubois and he, he always makes a little joke he of course Clive Davis out of New York was the you know decided that he wanted to establish a, a country label in, in Nashville and he chose Tim Dubois to run it and Tim Dubois kind of chuckles every now and then if we get a chance to talk and state that it was like college with money you know, because uh, the record, the country, you know, the country music business was exploding, and we were having a ball together. So I was very, very lucky to be able to come at a time when when country music was exploding. And the, and the, the other thing that made it really great for me is that I brought my entire Canadian team with me. I brought my entire band. I brought my management team and my accountant and my, you know, I brought my Canadian team with me. So uh, my my boys in the band got to uh, my Canadian boys got to enjoy years and years and years of our touring and oh we, and we finally got a you know we got a Silver Eagle bus and and that, and it was a real cheap Silver Eagle bus and the air conditioner broke <laughs> while we were going through the desert in Arizona and there we were with these oh, uh, with, with 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 hangers and we had to hold the windows open with these hangers just so that we could get some <laughs> air in that bus and then we finally we we we, we hired some kind of like a Greyhound bus or something and they took out some seats for us so that we could get on to the next gig, you know, and uh, and then, of course, moving on to the beautiful Prevos and just all those wonderful things. So, uh, you know, I guess for me, I always sort of felt like I belonged there. <laughs> I thought, by golly, I'm going to Nashville because that's where I should go. As, as we Canadians, need, they, need a, they, need a, they need a Canadian in Nashville, and it's going to be me. So it almost felt like I belonged, but I cherish it wow. still today. When I drive around and I look around and go, I'm in Nashville, and I just think it's awesome. So it didn't take too much adjustment, but I was also surrounded by my team, so I wasn't alone. The team is so important, right, from the beginning and right through your career to have the people yeah. around you, obviously family, but you've got a management team and I guess a business team that uh, you know, yeah. supports you throughout. It's, it's so important. It's so important. 
so important. And the guys that are, uh, you know, I still have an original band member from that day, Lee Warren, my still guitar player who is still with me. And uh, and that, but but all my band members have been with me still. Even the, even the most current have been some of them ten, fifteen years, you know. And they're my friends and they're my buddies. And and you know what? They care about me and they care about the music and they care about what we do and how we present ourselves. And uh, and, and 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 now I I expect a certain standard as well. And they know that. And so I know how to I know how to pick the right people. Because, you know because if you perhaps don't have the discipline or the desire to um, just try to rise above, you know, keep improving and keep being better and, or at least set a standard for yourself, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, I, 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 I expect that. And, and my guys, they, they step up. They're wonderful, and I love them, and I, I miss them when we're not traveling together. Uh, you mentioned before on the show uh, a story. It's, it's interesting because artists are pitched songs all the time. Um, some you obviously don't like, some you love, but there was one that I think you you knew was a great song, but you couldn't relate to certain lines in it, which makes sense. Uh, maybe it was Memphis, which became a big hit for Pam Tillis, but I remember yeah. you telling me that you loved the song, of course. It's a great song, but Faulkner yeah. novels, and <laughs> you couldn't relate to it. Well, I, I will say to you that I've always remained very self-conscious about the fact, like like self-conscious in a proud kind of way, that I'm Canadian. And I never tried to be anything other than that. Because what a great country that we come from or that we live in or that, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just a great country. And I, so many Americans that I talk to, they're like, oh, I wish I lived in Canada. And I'm like, it's beautiful. And it's one, and people are good and they're kind, and, and you know I, I'm yeah. very thankful that I was raised there. So when maybe it was Memphis was pitched to me, it was my you know early in my career getting my deal with Arista. I'd never been to Memphis and I'd never read a Faulkner novel, and I was like, <laughs> this would be so phony for me to sing this song. Well, since then I've done that. I've been to Memphis. I've read a song. It's a great song if that ever comes along. I can authentically, because <laughs> wow, what a great song, man! I hear that now, yeah. and I'm just like, oh boy, I wish I at least had gone to Memphis, maybe, because then I could have like authentically sang that song. But I had not even been to Memphis, so I just couldn't do it, right. Dave. Couldn't do it. Makes sense. Nope. Um, yeah, and it kind of t- ties into the song "I've Forgotten About You." because you changed the place in it, uh, an American city, to Jasper. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I really <laughs> wanted to do that. I just thought, you know, I love nice this touch. song, and I thought it was important to, you know, we need to use, and, and, and that happens a little bit more, I find. Oh, but I just think we got to, you know, we need to use our Canadian towns, you know. We need to use mm-hmm. those names. If If you're a Canadian singer... Even if you have an international deal, you know, I think it's important to sing about the towns that you experienced, you know, those may be important lot times in your life. That that And so I said, we've got to change this because we, we need to do that. So we did. <laughs> That's awesome. It was such a nice touch to that song. Um, let's turn to a song, our final of the four we're going to share. And this is called what love looks like and uh, what can you tell me about this song Michelle well that's a song that I wrote with a couple of girls we were we were hanging out in our in, in my living room uh, in, in Nashville actually I, it, I, I've lived I, I spent my, my first house was in Antioch in here in which is just a suburb of Nashville and then I moved down to Franklin and uh, which is kind of just you know and now I live out in Spring Hill which is a little bit further south of Nashville where, where you can get a little bit more land for your money so my husband and I are so <laughs> thankful that we found this beautiful little piece of paradise we've been actually living here for about 15 years now and we can't believe it but uh, at the time it was in my home in Franklin Tennessee and uh, me mm-hmm. and a couple of gals were hanging out and we were just talking about what what love looks like you know well, what does it look like, you know? Well, see this smile on my face. It's so easy to explain. You know, this is just thinking about what love looks like. And that that's how that song came to be. Now, now sometimes, here's two, two, here's two things what, that, that love looks like at my house. 
is when my husband is sitting in front of the TV watching football, eating my chili, and I beer him every, whenever he's like, hey, honey, would you mind to get me another beer? That's what love looks like. You know, too bad I couldn't put right. that in the... Or, or perhaps, you know, when there's a sale going on, you know, at, a, at, my fav- at our favorite store and, and our husband is standing there holding our purse. That's what love looks right. like, too. And, Dave, yeah. I have to share with you that recently I was, well, I was in a store and there was a, there was a man standing there holding his wife's purse. And I, I, I almost went up and said something to them, but I just chose to sort of smile and, 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 and keep that memory and that thought to myself, you know. But there was a guy standing there holding his wife's purse, and I said, that, that's what love looks like right there. That's awesome. It comes in so many different ways, right? It's the it's the totally yeah. romantic ways we think of, but then it's yeah. those moments you just described, yeah. kind of everyday moments, but they mean a lot. They're they're just they, they nice do. gestures, they or do. romantic stuff, right? Yeah. Well, you know, and and you know, it's so interesting that you say that, right? Because I I was just saying to my husband tonight, we we you know we've been kind of isolated a little bit here, but we have a he he runs his business from the home, and we have two. 40 by 60 general steel buildings on our property. So there's always a lot of work to be done. And I've always got a lot of work to do with my business and what have you. And so we, we're, we're, there's never a dull moment in this house, you know. And we were sitting on the front porch and, and I was thinking about, you know, every now and then when we post a picture of the two of us and, and someone will say, oh, look at you guys, you're just the perfect couple. And you're just, and then, and I was thinking, you know, I don't know how to respond to that sometimes because I want to say, you know, actually, no, we're not. We're not the perfect couple, but we do choose to work through our stuff, you know. We do choose mm-hmm. to be kind and loving to one another. And that's what love looks like too, you know. And then and then for, for sometimes for like weeks on end, it is perfect, you know. It's just perfectly awesome. And then we get into a yeah. fight about something and we, you know, get mad at each other and then we, uh, and then we just choose to work through it, you know. That's what love looks right. like, too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. We need more songs about the real stuff, right? There are some, but uh, aside yeah. from romantic songs, kind of working through stuff and choosing to be with well, someone despite what you know, yes, whatever comes along. The fact that it's not going to be just, you know, roses and you know, And it's interesting you say that because yeah. now at this age in my life as I'm writing songs, I have a really hard time writing sometimes the lolly, lolly, lolly love songs, you know. I think it's really important to have some of that in there, but maybe in the bridge, you know, we could add a little something that's, the, you know, the truth, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yes. Because uh, sometimes I think maybe people are thinking, well, look at how perfect they are over there, and this isn't, so I guess I better get rid of you till I can find and it's just like no 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 if you, right. you know, if, if 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 you got the if you got the main ingredients there believe me I don't care who you are you're going to have moments where you're just like oh really well but if you can just <laughs> give it 24 hours or so you know and maybe uh, uh be kind to one another you know even in those difficult times shut your mouth go sleep in the other room and be kind you know one hundred percent. That is awesome. Uh, let's. <laughs> great to have throw a bit of realism in things, right? But but you're right yeah. from the the standpoint of if people only saw uh, how perfect other couples came across, you're right. It would discourage them, thinking, "Man, I don't have that." But everybody's right. in those situations. Absolutely. Yeah, nobody's got it perfect. Yeah. So yeah. that's a good, nope. great. Yeah. Great reminder. Boy, there's a title. There's a day. There it is. Nobody's got it first. No, and there's something right there, hon. Okay, wait a second. There's something, something right there. Could be a little. Let's. I might write that. Watch out. Put Here that down, Michelle. Put it down. Awesome. Too bad we didn't like live close to each other. We could do it together. We could write that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, keep me in mind, but yeah, hopefully that title works. Because, but that's so true about songwriting, right? It uh, falls out of. You just conversation. Somebody says something, and as Nobody's you as a writer, got it perfect. Yeah, yeah, you oh, hear. Yeah, yep, you hear it. Sorry, I'm Love I'm it. reiterating that, that that title starting to run through my head here a little bit. Yep. All right. Love it. Love it. This is magic. <laughs> <laughs> magic on the show. Um, let's play that song now that we've talked about what love looks like from my guest Michelle Wright here on In the Country. 
Ontario's Michelle Wright, What Love Looks Like, one of her great songs. She was a writer on that one, and we had a great discussion on exactly what love looks like in the romantic sense and the realistic sense, and the two, of course, uh, can go hand in hand and and come back to each other. Uh, Michelle, thank you so much. We covered four of uh, many, of course, of your great songs I could have chosen, but I chose these four, and we got the stories behind them, and we got to hear them again, so thank you. Well, thank you for picking those songs and thanks for chatting with me. I hope you don't have to edit too much. You get you get me talking about love and life and songs, Dave, and <laughs> it goes on and on and on, eh? The next thing we know it's it's a two hour special. It's great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> part one and part two. No, it's wonderful. Yes, yes. It's great to hear you talk. Because you're a good conversationalist. There there are several but you obviously and Jamie Warren comes to mind of people who ah. I can just listen to endlessly because you're interesting in what you say and the way you say it. Well, you know, I just did a, a show with Jamie in October. I, you know, we've known each other sort of like just in that kind of, you know, passing at award shows and whatever. What a delightful, wonderful man. And he's marrying that beautiful gal of his, Angie. Yes. And uh, yep, she's exactly. delight. I, 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 I just, really enjoyed our time together it was lovely yep great people uh yeah michelle once again uh thank you so much i can't wait i know our listeners have enjoyed listening to us chat uh and and the songs and all that and uh wish all the best we'll chat with you soon well allow me if i may thank you dave and your passion and your all support of artists like myself and all the rest and 
uh, thank you for what you do to, to, to put our music out there and to do these interviews with us and put the songwriter shows together and, and give us this, this platform. It's really wonderful, and you're just a great interviewer as well. You're you're really natural at it, and I feel like we're really having a conversation versus you just uh, reading off questions. So it's always a delight, and thank mm-hmm. you so much. Thank you, Michelle. That uh, that means so much to me to hear. Always a pleasure. Like I said before, I think we've done this over the years uh, eight or nine times. Uh, always wonderful. Once again, my guest has been Michelle Wright. I'm Dave Woods, and that'll wrap up this edition of In the Country. <laughs>